Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast, so there will definitely be adult language and likely situations and or decisions that will make you question our morals. This is your adult content warning, so send the kids to bed. My name is Panda, and I voice the fiery Aurora. Let's do this. Fantastic. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Whiskey in the Stream. Gurdon, you did the recap last time. Everyone else, please roll a d20 and logos. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Okay. Nothing to worry about, E. Well, I mean, I'll still, I'll still roll. Don't be condescending. Well, well, that was close, so... Yeah. He could have also rolled one, and then you guys could have had a roll-off. A one-off? Hey, Okay, so I apologize if my notes are incomplete. I think I missed the beginning part. Um, so I have that Aurora is running towards the Solution boat. Finding the boat was easy. It was about 15 minutes of running. There's several people on it. There are some hobgoblins manning the ship. They're reddish, orange, kind of young in age, and also other non-hobgoblins also on board. Aurora can see a hobgoblin and a huge hobgoblin behind him. She recognizes them as Earhart Modius, captain of the ship, and Hans Grottenholsten. The huge guy, the quartermaster. Earhart wants to rescue the fire newt and give us and give none give us none of the credit for it. She asks if her crew brought the fire newt to the ship. He says they did not. He says that the fire newt must declare that the ship is sanctuary, and if the mob attacks him, it's considered a crime against his country. Earhart is trying to read Aurora as she explains. There's an awkward pause. His face is serious, and then he claps and has a huge grin. He basically calls her out for wanting bloodthirst and chaos and offers her an opportunity. He said they had the same plan, she asked him. What plan? When he hints at war, Aurora hearts, Aurora's heart beats twice. He says he recognizes the grass and the snake. Earhart wants more people to dance under, under his palm. He wants what's best for him and his people. He is absolutely confident they could win if they were to go to war. If they can't get the fire newt um, and she has the paperwork of a citizen, he wants to teach her how to dance in Selot and to have her learn how to make more people dance under her. Suddenly, there is Ursula, who is in black, their navigator. Aurora asks, who's above him? He says, it's him. Or does an insight check and he's difficult to read, but he's oozing in confidence. He's, um, he's extremely confident and smug. The, chancellor, the high chancellor makes his decision based on his advisors. If they stay out of the war, they will be protected. Um, Aurora asks if he has the path to gain more power to different elements. He has the means and knows that, they're, that we're breaking the seals. Um, Sorry, my notes are kind of bad. Energy so condensed that it has a personality. 
Ancient stories that were consumed by elements, he offers a drink, no one moves. She hears a click and sees Ursula suddenly appear with two glasses. He offers her, Aurora offers him first. He takes a, a sip and waits for her. Uh, Gurdon recognizes that the older, that the follower is an older woman. She says she's lost. She points to the fire newt and says that he should be in the customs house. She says that she's trying to help him. Gurdon asks why she's following him, and she says she's trying to help him. He kindly tells her to fuck off. Uh, he swings his hammer at her, and she dodges. 12 piercing, 26 piercing, 48 poison. She feels like she's following faster and faster. She sees her dog tags lift up and get caught. Oh, sorry. Bad note-taking. Aurora takes all of these... Pieces of damage. So Gurdon swung his hammer at the old woman and she dodged. Then there was more things that happened that I have horrible notes of. Aurora took full piercing, 26 piercing, and 48 poison. And she falls like she's falling faster and faster. Um, she sees dog tags lift up and gets caught up. Strong arms and pull into Justin's arm, smiling at her. Um, he, I think she asked like how, or something like that. And he brushed a piece of dirt away from her face. And he said that they have a long walk and a long journey and they walk hand in hand off into the sunset. And that is the end of the Aurora saga. Yep. Uh, some additional notes is that as Kaylin had convinced or reprimanded, maybe it might be better, uh, Percival for his loose sharing of information and lack of discretion, a large half-worked gentleman showed up out of the lynch mob with what appeared to be more or less makeshift heavy cutting board shield and a meat cleaver. But using it almost like a drum beat out a measure and everyone started to get hyped back up again. In order to prevent this from going further, Kaylin and Amy charged in to put this guy down as he was trying to incite the mob again. Uh, turns out he was a lot tougher than they first expected. He did, however, get blasted by some cold energy as Amy had preemptively coated herself with armor of Agathus. And Caitlin, going reckless, started to bash on him, trying to put him down fast. Gurdon, uh, accompanied by the Fire Newt, Asti, and the Kobolds, uh, specifically Norman or Pear, did find an old woman who was getting extremely creepy, so smashy smashy. Uh, she was also a lot tougher than he was expecting. There was an but... effort to smashy smashy. Yeah. Hammer go smash. Um, Norm threw out, uh, trying to distract them, look at the one hand and sucker punch with the other, sprayed grease over the old woman, causing her to fall prone. And big hammer came down again. At that time, Root had flown over city and managed to find where the flashing lights were coming from, swooped down and found Captain Amar on his way back to the customs house following another emergency. 
after just leaving the one of the frat house partially exploding. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Root had a very, very sympathetic, oh no, when discussing the frat house <laughs> being blown up. Uh, Captain Amar seems to have resigned himself to his fate, just sort of accepting more terrible news, because of course there is. So, there are now mobs. Oh, good. How many? Just the two. Just two. Yeah, so in order to assist, Amar had decided, you know, okay, we're going to stop by and pick someone up on the way. Aurora's going to hate this person, but oh well. She's just going to have to suck it up because he needs more help. So, we are going to pick up back at the top of the initiative order. Which is unfortunately the large butcher gentleman. Um, seeing that little bit of energy still lingering on Amy, he turns to Kaylin, who seems a little off balance after attacking recklessly, and will now make his strikes with his cleaver with advantage. Uh, but just to humor me, 16. Actually, just misses. Oh, okay. Then that's going to miss as well. Okay, 19. So I'm guessing that one hits. Yep, that hits. Okay. That is 11 slashing damage. And then you're raging, so it's reduced to 5. But he continues to shout and then occasionally still beating on his shield, picking up the pace. All right. Now, because the turn order is just. That kind of crazy. We jump over to Norm and her pair. Norm seeing this haggard woman now covered in grease and then standing up and casting more magic at Gurdon. We'll pause for a moment and then say, Um, I might be making a terrible decision, but I feel like it's on brand for you. I might. Blame you for this, Gurdon. That's fine. Fantastic. You do what you gotta do, my guy. Uh, Norm will again reach in and like he adjusts the glove and then you see a little bit of metal sticking out from two of the fingers. And he starts striking them against each other. And you see a few sets of sparks. And he casts Create Bonfire. Fantastic. See, now I don't have to do the thing that I was preparing to do that would accomplish the same thing. Oh, I forgot to double trick what spells he was most likely to use, and that just seemed way too perfect not to yeah. do. So, not only, my friend, can you blame me, I will own this 100%. It's a deck save... Oh, that's going to succeed. However. So while the creature manages to dodge this eruption of flame that falls down almost out of thin air, creating a bonfire on the ground, it does unfortunately ignite the oil. And since the creature was in the oil, it ignites. Is she in the oil or is she covered in the oil? 
both, unfortunately for her. Mm. Um, so I'm putting that note in there more so for me, but yeah. Yeah. I feel a little dirty doing that, but not too bad. To be honest. Oh boy. All right. So at her turn, she will start taking fire damage. Uh, Gurdon, this old lady is on fire in front of you. Screeching. Perfect. Can I reach her with my hammer without incinerating myself? As long as you don't advance forward into that orange square area where all the grease is, and as long as she doesn't like grapple you or you grapple her, yeah, you can smack your face. Yeah, I'm gonna smack face. Um, real quick. Intimidation tactic. Get out your pot and your spoon and your cutting board. <laughs> is he like well, calling? I mean, my shield, hand? my shield is already a cutting board, and my hammer is a tenderizer. So, put your face yeah. right here. Yeah. Hey, hold real still. I'm gonna smack you with this real quick. All right. Swing the hammer. Is it working? It's not working. Try one more time. Um, there's an 11 hit. So, unfortunately, an 11 does not hit. Balls. That's fine. I'm going to take my War Priest ability and swing another time. With a 19. 19 hits. That'll be single-handed, so nine points of DMG. Got it. All right, and as you hit her again with your weapon, you notice that it does not seem to do as much damage as you would expect. Uh, it still hits, still connects, and you see her cry out in pain, but it's just not as much as you thought it should be. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else for your turn? Not at this juncture. Got it. Uh, Asti has been kind of just clinging on to your back. Oh, yeah. No, I did want to do one other thing. Yes. If It's probably too late, though. Before I did all of those things, I wanted to do this thing. So if you don't want to roll with it, it's fine. So I was, I was going to glance like to my left over my shoulder at Asti and envision this woman and just the idea of hate. <laughs> And then give him a nod, give Asti a nod, and then turn back around and swing my hammer. <laughs> Is that before or after the Create Bonfire? Uh, well, after. Yeah, after Create Bonfire, but before Hammer Face. All right. Uh, and you get back this feeling of affirmative. I'd rather. <laughs> so Asti is kind of like very comfortably, she's got her claw sort of hooked into the back of your armor. Uh, it doesn't appear that she really wants to get down and do much. That's fine. But then you see that sneaking around the side is her long crystalline tail, which flashes out and attempts to strike the burning creature. Uh, come over. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a solid hit, my guy. Natural 20. It's Natterday. That lady dead. Is that a thing? Can I say that? Oh, sorry. 
All right. So that is five on the die is a 10, 12 points of force damage. As this tail comes in, and you see this little spark before it actually impacts her. Uh, and you see that that seems to cut through a little bit more. Because the skin has lost its elasticity. Esty <laughs> just kind of taps her lower jaw on top of your head and then puts her jaw back down on the other shoulder just to keep watching. And now we jump back. Amy. Gonna go ahead and attempt to strike. That is an 18. That is going to hit. And then she also had cast Hex on him. There's nine slashing and three necrotic. Damn. Get it, Amy. This big fire axe comes arcing down, embeds itself into his shoulder. And he snarls, um, lifting up, and you can see that he's starting to look a little bit rough. Uh, Kaylin, it is your turn. Alright. Uh, Alright, he is going to, in the hopes and prayers that, you know, if we kill this guy, the rest of the mob won't attack, he's going to continue with his normal action of a. Reckless great weapon attack with his greatsword. That's that's a seven, so I'm guessing that does not hit. Unfortunately, he manages to deflect it with that. Oh, wait, it's reckless, so. Oh, right. Ah, 11. I'm guessing it still doesn't hit. Yeah, unfortunately not, but you have another attack. Yep. I think this one will. 19. Or. Yeah, yeah, so nine, 19 will be it. 19 hits. Alright, so that is... Sorry, wait, I went away, shit. Um, oh, yeah, 12 slashing, 7 radiant, and then plus 10 for uh, Great Weapon Master. Yep. That's phenomenal. And plus 2 more. So, 31. And let me make sure I'm reading this right for my Divine Fury. The first creature you hit on each of your turns with a weapon, 1d6. So another point of radiant damage. So 31, yeah, well, 8 total radiant, uh, 22, 24 slashing. Yeah, you cleave into him. You see a large section of that cutting board just get lopped off. Half of his apron you can see now split open and starts filling with red and the parts that still have a pocket that's mostly attached uh, with fresh blood that in this case is his. And this time he will rip the sword out and flick it to the other side of the crowd. I'm cute. And now his sword will start just Doing that. It's got the taste for blood. <laughs> Love it. All right. That needs to be like ASAP. What's up? That whole image with the blood and then I cute. The flicking of the tail. Alright, he he's 
totally hoping that this is going to be an, an intimidation to the rest of the mob. Ethan entirely expects it not to be, though. Um, now, Gurdon, I need you to roll damage for your spirit guardians, please, as the target has started their turn in your spirit guardian range. I think they have to make another save, right? Okay, uh, yes. what type is it? Dex? It is, uh, wiz- wait a minute, wisdom. Uh, 13. Alright, 15 is the save. Nice. Alright, so it fails to save. It's going to take the full damage. 13. Presumably, radiance damage. It is also going to take 3 points of fire damage, as it is currently on fire. Okay. That's got to be mildly distracting if you're trying to attack. I'm just, you know, just saying. Yeah. Uh, now the fire does not appear to do as much damage as you know might be expected. Curious. It still obviously hurts and it's still a problem, but it doesn't seem to be doing the same full effect. Uh, you then see the woman like reach into her coat, and as she pulls it open, you can see that her form shifts. Instead of this old halfling, you see that she's closer to she's like a tall human dark blue skin with little bits of purple in between the wrinkles, horns that arc back, and hair that is matted and clings to the face. Uh, She reaches in and pulls out this rock, but you see that it pulses and beats at the heart's rate. She does so, and she takes a bite out of it, and this black ichor pours out of the stone and out of her mouth, and then she becomes ethereal. Stepping into the astral plane. Real quick before I forget, I doubt it makes much difference, but there's actually two more points of radiant damage. It's supposed to be 1d6 plus 2, but D&D Beyond only rolled 1d6. Got it. Thank you for the heads up. And now that she's in the ethereal plane, she is going to disappear from your view. Uh, all right, and that is her action, her movement. Her pair just kind of looks around. The fuck? All right, so instead of dropping back into the top of the turn order, we are now going to take a brief pause and take a look at what's happening on a nice little carriage ride. <laughs> uh, now, Root, you've noticed that Amar has not looked up very often. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, a couple of times it crosses your mind that maybe now I should make a joke about either centaurs or a horse's ass. And you just look over at his face and your insight is high. Your passive insight is high enough to see this man is on a breaking point. It won't take much to push him over. You hear him mutter a little bit later on. Yeah, so, uh. We we got like three more roads to get into residential, and then we'll we'll swing by and pick up uh, pick up another helper for what it's worth. Or do we just let it all burn at this point, Amar? Uh, you, you know, fair, but I haven't cleared out my desk yet, so I I got a lot of liquor in there. I don't want customs to burn down just because of the liquor. Like once it hits my office, 
Oh god, yeah, that's that's a that's a major problem. At best, I'll just lose my job. <laughs> is this a story about Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that time that uh, Gurdon was secretly the captain of the guard and let the town burn. I would not be surprised if someone was holding a thing or two. Oh, hopefully, Miss Root will will try to get some of this patched up. We will. I mean, we usually fuck things up, but then fix them as well. Yeah. It's not always the desired result, but, you know, say la vie. Yeah. Actually, you guys didn't even fuck this one up. And then, like, he lifts up, looks over to you. At least as far as I know. Oh. Oh. Uh, all right, no, 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 no. Take a right over here. Your other right, ass. No, it's a hort. Fine. And he bickers with one of the other captains for, or one of the other guards for a moment. Uh, and you pulled in front of. Uh, surprisingly, it's it's not anyone's house. Uh, it is a small orphanage in the area. Uh, it is currently being operated. It's sort of a joint venture between the Silver Mother and Palicus. Uh, priests and priestesses will preside over and care for the children. Uh, it's, you know, it's in decent shape. Like, it's not run down. It's not worse for wear. It's not anything extravagant. But it's it's solid. Mostly stone construction, wooden roof. So might be, you know, fire might be bad. Uh, it is two stories and is fairly large. It may have been a repurposed building. Uh, it may have been like some sort of administration building or perhaps some nobleman's house at some point in time. But um, it is the standard orphanage. It's like, all right, you know, Mr. Root, I don't have the I don't have the energy. Can you come with me, please? I don't want to deal with these asshats right now. All right, just just a heads up. These are not really my people. I don't really get along with some of them. They're a little bit hoity-toity, high and mighty, look at me, I'm good kind of people. Not that I'm a bad person, it's just, you know, uh, I like alcohol a lot. And, uh, yeah. Me too. See? If they don't hang me tomorrow, we need to get a drink. Oh, okay. Uh, he walks up to the front door and just kind of stares at the the door knocker for a moment. And it's quite nice. It is, it is gold in color, but it would not take much to realize that it's probably either some sort of paint or coating. Um, but it does have the shield and crest of Palicus on it. He he holds it for an uncomfortable length of time before finally knocking on it. You want me to do the talking? Oh, no, we'll see. You might have to jump in there. We'll see what I got. Um, let's go inside the building. So, you, mystery person A, 
are inside. You've the kids have been in bed long ago. The last couple of volunteers left earlier in the night. The head priest has already gone to bed. The head priestess left a time ago to go back to the temple. It's just been you in the rather simple temple area that's been designated for the house. It's it's really a, a large room, and that's kind of it. You've already put all of the kids' pillows to the side, the ones that they sit on, where you have a nice little spot that you prefer to meditate and kneel at. You don't need that fancy soft bit sometimes. Every once in a while, you want to have you know, just a, a real hard heart-to-heart. But for some reason, you just felt compelled to stay up tonight. You know, your your job's been done for the day, and, you know, nighttime's not really Palakis's domain. This is where the Silver Mother watches, but it's a good time to be up. There's been a lot of weird things happening in the city lately. Uh, some of the kids have been a little bit more on edge because of it, but, you don't know, so, something odd is just compelling you to stay up tonight. And it's some time after midnight. When there is a knock at the front door, um, she's gonna go and and answer it. Hello. As the door swings open, swings inwards, uh, what do they see? Very, very much prepared. Okay, so they are gonna see a five-one, tiny, um, fair-skinned with white hair and piercing blue eyes, um. She looks kind of ASMR, but you're not sure. Um, and so, um, just this little thing, cheerful, bubbly looking with big blue eyes, like, um, good evening. It, it's very late. Do you, are, are you guys in trouble? Do you need help? Um, is there anything I can help with? And before you, you see... Captain Amar, Captain of the Guard, he's not a very godly man. Um, but, you know, he tries. He tries his best. Uh, but you're unfamiliar with the Aarakocran that is with him. Uh, definitely a very different person. She does not appear to be fully Aarakocran. You're not quite sure what else might be there. Uh, okay. Uh, let me give you some introductions here. Um, Root, I would like to I'm introduce Root. you to uh, Priestesses Aria, Champion, or I don't Aria, Aria. High Priestess Aria. High Priestess Aria, they gave you a promotion. Wonderful. And something. So, uh, I hate to interrupt you so terribly late. It's no bother at all. Actually, if I felt compelled by Pelicans to stay up late a little, so I was just going to do some crying and meditation in my in my favorite chair. That might as well happen. Um, uh, I really don't. Okay, so here's here's the situation. There's a lot happening in the city tonight. 
And I know technically the churches prefer that we go through normal channels, but this is kind of an emergency situation. Uh, I've got buildings burning on one side of the city. I've got mobs attacking guards on the other side of the city. And I've got a potentially innocent person that might be caught in the middle. Yep. So, this route here can kind of fill you in a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about this group yet. Uh, I kind of feel like their circles and your circle don't really, you know, then. Um, but do they come to um, service every every Sunday? <laughs> uh, probably not. Um. Yeah, so uh, these are, you know, Miss Root is probably the spokesperson for the Doomslayers. Uh, don't let me put words in your mouth, though, Miss Root. Please, please, uh, feel free to take it from here. Can we get your help? You need our help? You need yeah. my help? Yeah. What? How, how can I help? Um, you know, either with the mob or the fire... Or the murders. Thank you. The what? The murders. The murders? Yeah, it's where one person kills another person I or group of is, but it's still such a great <clears throat> Right. It do be like that sometimes. That's horrible. Um well let me is is this going to be something quick, or is this something I I need to let my my priest know, my high priest know about, or should should we just pray right now? I'd leave a note. Okay. Consider this an emergency situation. High priestesses. Um. Look, leaving a note. Telling your man's what you need, you know, hey, you do you. But um a couple of minutes, a couple of hours. I I don't I don't I need to make sure that because I have the morning shift for the breakfast for the kids. And so if I'm leaving, then I need to make sure that the kids are taken care of and that the priest knows what's going on and where I'm going. You just tell them people's lives are at stake. You'll be back when you can. I feel like possible death takes precedence. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, Miss Aria there, let's just assume a long period of time, and if you come back sooner, that's great. I wouldn't count on it, though. Okay. Well, um, give me like five minutes, I'll write a note to my priest, and um... Pack a few things, just some toothbrush, extra clothes, um, all my my holy symbols and my weapons and whatnot. A quick little prayer, and then we'll be I'll be ready to go in five minutes. Well, we're all the way out here, I guess. You can come in, please. Uh, you lead them in, and I feel like the first place you would lead them to is to the altar to the palacus. And Amar <laughs> looks around, and is like, well. And you see him shuffle over and it kind of plops down onto some of the kids' pillows. That is something that definitely needs to be cleaned up later. What? What? You're in front of the altar. 
Yeah, no, I'm off to the side. It's okay. Alter, so we're here to pray. Please protect us. Keep us safe on this journey. Help us save people. Amen. Oh, beautiful prayer. Okay, okay. I'm so excited. That was really sweet. I'll be right back. So you go off to your chambers and you begin writing your note and donning your armor and getting yourself equipped. Uh, Amor, I'll turn to you. Nice save. Thanks. Oh, I can't wait for her and Aurora to meet. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, good luck with that. Shots on who kills who first? Oh, uh, ouch. <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. Taking a shot in the dark here. I, I'm going to go with that. Actually, this. <laughs> Goaltender. Uh, Aria here. She might be something else, but uh, I got a feeling she could probably take a hit. <laughs> Okay, I pushed all the luck that I possibly have, so I better switch quick to the combat scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel waves of heat coming in over here. I'm in danger. All right. Up with the turn order, we return to the glad butcher. The glad butcher. He's really happy about getting beat up and stuff and things. He's glad. Yeah. He's yep, happy about beating meat. Oh. Because butcher. Because butcher. Wait, did you say beat the meat or that it was meat to meat? I mean, sword beat, fight. Yeah, beat without, but yeah, I guess beat either works. Beat it. Beat it. Okay, not meat to meat. No. It could be meat to me. No. <laughs> no. You could have steak and steak instead of just sausage and sausage. But we have robot man and orc man. So Bring out your balls. Meat and meat. Meat. <laughs> Yeah. The... <laughs> I think I remember something on the internet that said it's only gay if the balls touch or something like that. Yeah. No. That's that's a saying. That's a thing. What, what is the song? They say that on the internet. It's it's not gay if it's a, if it's in a three way. It's quite clear if it's you see the gay if the balls do touch though. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you get the little piece of cardboard to put in the middle. Get a sheet with a hole in it. Oh boy! All right. So the butcher. Looking rough for wear is determined to try and do something, but he will continue to try to attack Kalen. Oh, uh, 25 to hit. 25 does hit. Uh, that's gonna miss up to three, uh, and a 15 that's gonna miss too. So you hit once for 11 points of slashing damage, reduced to five. All right. Uh, and then the butcher will attempt to flee back into the crowd, giving both you and Amy an opportunity attack. Uh, but he's going to shout, Garge! What a pussy. Uh, so you can make your opportunity attack if you would like. 
Oh yeah. Don't hit him. Try and grab him. Um. Well, I guess I'll see what happens to aim first. All right. So he takes another blast from this fire axe. Uh, still retreating. Uh. Can I make this one a great reckless, or is it only like a normal turn one? Yeah, go for it. Sure. <laughs> reckless great weapon, because I want to kill him. Hey, I didn't even need it to be reckless. All right, uh, nineteen. We'll roll again just to make sure. Yeah, that's true. Let's make sure it doesn't crit. It didn't. Make sure it does crit. You want crits? <laughs> yes. All right. We'll hit by directly to the forehead. All right, so that is going to be one point of radiant, 18, 20 points of slashing, and eight more points of radiant. Plus two. That has the plus two on there, so (laughs) I clicked the right one this time. Did you cut him in half? Did he cut him in half? He's got one HP left, doesn't he? I'm not saying that that's the case. He's not saying that's not the case. I'm just saying, maybe double check that you didn't miss anything. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Alright, so... 8 plus my rage, 10. Plus my great weapon, 10. 20 slashing. 1d8... Of radiant, and it rolled a one. And I did my full eight radiant. Can I have an extra attack, motherfucker? <laughs> Wait, nineteen, no, twenty-seven. Did I have that right? Twenty-nine. Ah, okay. Yes, it'll, I it'll be nine total radiant and twenty total slashing. Got it. Okay, so I did miss a little bit. So what does it look like when you kill him as he's running away? You're not just being nice, right? No. Okay. That's one of the kills adding it up. I was like, ah, 27. Nope, he's, he's still got a little bit left. No, it's 30. He doesn't have any left. Um, he, right as he's trying to tell him to charge, he's just going to get the sword just thunk. So they're just going to see his mouth open and then just blade right into it with the tip of it. Uh, I'm cute across the first few people. Alright, let me give them a check. Yeah. Uh, That first line stumbles backwards after getting sprayed with blood. Uh, And then they see that on the ground it spells out I cute in blood twice. uh, And you see that they've actually hesitated. They were very ramped up. Now they paused. All right. So it seems like this crowd is on the verge of breaking. After seeing this person who's drumming them up get cut down so handily, being unable to deal very much damage. Norm's going to look around. Ah, where the hell did she go? Oh, uh, Um. Well. 
I guess I'll just wait until I until they show back up, and then I'll shoot them. And he brings out that weird crossbow with the can on the bottom. Uh, so he's going to hold his action. Uh, Gurdon, it is your turn. There is a massive burning square of grease. All right. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is um, take a step away from this massive burning square of grease. So back up this way. Wherever I am able. You can move to any of those. Solid. Um, I'll go ahead and use my, if I'm not being smacked with any opportunity attacks from an invisible party, uh, I'll go ahead and use uh, 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 my bonus action to cast Healing Word on myself. <clears throat> Trying to decide if I want to upcast. Nah, YOLO. Plus four. Okay, that's fine. Alright, so that's your bonus action. A little bit of movement. Anything for your action? Um, I don't think so. Not at this point. Um, I'll take the dodge action, I guess. Or hold dodge. All right. Asti, not seeing much of anything. We'll just continue to flick her tail in front of you. Uh, let's see, Amy. We'll set her fire axe back down, trying to look intimidating, and we'll attempt an intimidation check on the crowd. Yeah, that tracks. Yep. Uh, so with an eight, Amy's leaning very heavily on her axe. You all ought to just go away. Kindly fuck off. Yeah, get out of get out of here. Do do so. Doesn't seem to have much of an effect at all. Uh, Alan, it is your turn. Um, okay, let's see. He is going to if I launch a javelin but purposely miss, that does not count as an attack, correct? I'm, I'm kind of confused what you're trying to do. I was going to launch a javelin at, like, the feet of the crowd, uh, but purposely, like, hit the ground in front of them. But uh, I'm, it was, I was going to double that as, instead of punching myself to keep my rage going. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think that'll count. Do it. Smack yourself in the face. He, he's going to have to. <laughs> but he's going to try <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. If your rage drop drops, I guess, you could also try to intimidate the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what? I mean, it can drop, because I, I still got two more, and I'm sure we're going to take a little nappy poo before, you know, have to rage two more times. Um, yeah, he's just going to try and all attached weapons just, just out. He is going to launch a javelin right at, like, right here, just right at the ground, right in front of them, yelling and screaming, truck nuts a-waving, just cool. trying to be as intimidating as possible. Alright, because you were raging, I'm going to give you advantage on the intimidation check. Alright. I'm going to say it's because of the truck nuts. 
I definitely think that might be intimidating, especially for those that have never dealt with it. <laughs> That's why we still roll twice. The nuts hit the ground. <laughs> they expanded. Cause a tremor. <laughs> Absolutely pendulous balls. <laughs> like that scene in Jurassic Park. There are puddles of blood from the org. They just start going. Pff, <laughs> the nuts hit the ground. Like, One, two. <laughs> like what's worse is like you accidentally teabag the orc by doing so. <laughs> body's just laying there, just good. How's that worse? I mean, I think you might think it's an accident, but it's not. <laughs> he knows he's still watching the kill cam. Quick yeah. <laughs> tap circle as fast as you can. Um, the crowd is starting to panic, but away from you and the bleeding orc with truck nuts just kind of sitting on his back. It'd be funny if that's how you get full killed. Like, oh, you're just unconscious. Oh, you have truck nuts dropped through your face. You're now dead. Yeah, you know what's worse? That wouldn't actually be the first time that someone used genitals in one of my games to get the killing blow on someone that was unconscious. It tracks. Yeah. Not me. No, not you, actually. You'd think, but it was not. Oh. Uh, I, I did have a, a player once decide that their penis was their weapon. Just like in general, like it, they had bandages wrapped around it and they just used it like a club. It was high school. It was a time. I, did, I heard about this. <laughs> no, David Mollywop and Potty uh, to get the killing blow on them. <sighs> because why not? I have no control in these games. I don't know why I'm here. I'm here to describe pretty death scenes, I guess. Um. Let's see here. All right. Noted. And Norm's going to continue. Yeah, seriously, I've done jack shit. I don't see where I'm helpful here at all today. All right. Um, so after a couple of minutes of this very awkward tension, you know, your rage has dropped, Kaylin. Uh, Amy continues to stand there, and a few members of... Percival's group, Percival's little entourage, has come forward, and several guards that were in that crowd have now come out. And it appears that they're, you know, some of them are in the process of removing something so that you can see they're in their guard uniform. And they seem begin to form this little barrier behind you. And the crowd in front of you, the lynch mob, is slowly starting to back up uh, as the word of what's happening in front of them is slowly making its way through this angry crowd. Amy will lean over and will point out that, you know, she can't really do a whole lot right now, but she can see people that are sneaking into customs. This uh, this, this is probably going to be a little bit of a problem. But I'm, I'm, I'm running out here. If I leave, there, this is going to look weak. I can't go. I'll stand here with you. You don't have to leave yet, but... We'll just make sure they keep going. And it it takes a little while. Uh, it feels like 
hours pass before the crowd finally breaks and begins dissipating backwards. Uh, there's a few stragglers who remain just to kind of watch, but they hide in alleys and behind crates and random things in the street. Some of the trash and debris that's been left behind by these mobs. But no one else seems to dare an assault. You can hear occasional bouts of perimeter breach coming from the customs house, followed by shouting of what you're assuming are guards. Stand down. It appears that the situation is breaking, but it's probably about actually just 10 minutes, maybe. It's not a real long time, but it feels horrible. Okay. Uh, if he notices, is it, it like after those 10 minutes, it really is breaking up. Is there any, if there's any guards that are near, uh, he's going to try and get their help to drag the half orc inside in attempts to get him to the infirmary, get him conscious, but then get him locked up. Oh, no, he or is, he, or is very dead. Oh, he's dead, dead. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was just unconscious or dead. Oh, yeah, no. Um, very dead. Okay. Then no. <laughs> we'll just wait for them to drag his body away. All right. Uh, Gurdon, it's been a couple of minutes now. Your spirit guardians drop. Uh, the grease is mostly just a column of black smoke kind of choking the area. But this creature has not thrown back up this old lady whatever it was there's been a couple minutes all right um we were trying to walk past this person is that cool is that correct yeah i'll ask the party if well the npcs with me (laughs) if we're if we're prepared to move on to the uh sewers or what's what's their game plan here like are they are they down to move on with the plan assuming this person is gone or because I'm 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 done with this. I wanna be out of this alleyway or street or wherever we are. Yeah, I am I'm more than happy to get get out of here. All the way out of here. As far out of here as we can get in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. I want to stay real close to this fire newt, though. Yeah, the whole time this fire newt has just kind of been watching, just really confused. You guys begin making your way down, and you go down maybe two alleys before finally the fire newt begins talking to Norm. And then Norm will translate, so if you want to have a conversation with it, it could just be, assume it's translated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that thing... Why did it attack us? It wanted the fire new dead. And we um, don't want that to happen. That I don't understand. They were wearing the 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 Salo symbols. I, I thought they were supposed to be our allies. Yeah, supposed no. to help us. Yeah, no. No, no, fuck those guys. They've been supplying us with tools and a chance to leave this horrible place. I think what they're trying to do is overthrow this place. I don't think that that's their intent. And the Fire Newt will start to answer several times and then kind of pause and 
Norm has to prompt him, and then he'll finally respond. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not against if they overthrow this place. This place has treated my people terribly. Yeah, this but, place kind of sucks, but I'm here right now, and I don't want it to happen until we're gone. <laughs> sure. Um, but why were they... I'm just confused. They were supposed to, to help us. They were supposed to have a ship and, and take us north? Well, that's what they told us. What they wanted to do was have a reason. A reason to start a war. The and reason. you were going to be that reason. What was that? I missed it. Except the reason is you. Oh, because emo music. It's emo music. Let's take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's emo it's music. It's not emo. It's emo music. It's not. Take that back. <laughs> no what? date night for you. Okay, that's fine. What is your... No, I want the girls. Just kidding. Anywho. Um, so we'll call it alt indie because that's what the internet calls it. Okay. It was, it was, they were emo before emo. I mean, yeah. They were emo before it was cool. Emo? Yes, um, as well as cassowaries and rays, uh, all of these things. The are... occasional ostrich. Yes, similar families. Yes, this is the second time that cassowaries have come up today. Dude, I saw a video of a cassowary today. Why y'all are married? Like, okay, seriously, people listening at home, you guys, right now. Break my game. I don't care. Google cassowary feet. Normally, I'm not going to tell you to Google feet because that just does not end well. No. Well, it takes you to weird places on the don't internet. Charge. Wait, what did Ruth say? Don't yucky yum. Yeah, I, I apologize. I'm not trying to yucky yum. Yes. However. You're subjective. Sexy is subjective. Cassowary feet are objectively terrifying. That is a raptor. Okay. Yeah. If you've ever wondered, like, you know, birds can't have come from dinosaurs, take a fucking look at a cassowary and just be like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah there it is. Yep. Yeah. Any bird of prey's feet are yeah. dangerous. Yeah, some bitch I saw today was chasing a bunch of folks in a Jeep. I saw that bitch. Yeah, I'm like, what the shit is this? It's like a fuzzy, a fuzzy furry raptor. Right? They don't look like feathers. They just look like fluff. Yes, little horn on its head too. The thing is just yeah. hatred condensed down into a weird bluish black mess. Yeah. Anyway. Uh important stuff. Right. <laughs> so uh you actually continue down several times before uh, you make it to a place where both Norm and the Fire Newt are like, okay, well yeah, this will lead to a connection point. And the fire newt will stop, and then we'll look back to you all. So, uh, or try you all being Gurdon. Uh, how do you know they weren't trying to help us? You seem so sure. Oh, I'm a good judge of character. It, you, you, you arrested me. No, no, no! I am saving you. 
Yeah, but, th- but that's it, just like judge of character, nothing else. Like, yeah, that's all I happen- got. That's all I oh. got. Huh. Oh. She seemed a little hostile. I wasn't having it. And Norm will pipe back in common to you, Gurdon. It's like, wait, didn't the Salo guys say that they were going to, like, just take credit whether they helped them or not? Like, didn't really care? Yeah, they did say that. Should, should I tell him that? I mean, if you find it relevant. You know, a little. Like, he's right now questioning whether or not he should, you know. It, it kind of seems like his loyalty to them is wavering a little. This might be a good opportunity. Like, you know, nail it home. Yo, let's nail it, my guy. Wait. I've recently learned that that means two things. Yeah. We're going to do the other thing, not the not that one. Oh, okay. Not the butt thing. Oh, my God. Wait, you're not there. Bird. Little pervy bird. (laughs) (laughs) The butt thing. (laughs) (laughs) So then Norm will relay that back to the fire newt and he'll go back. Who said that? No, Captain Hook. What was his name? Hold on. I wrote it down. It's dark in here. Do, 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 do. Let's pretend like I remember it for a second. Maybe we can two pages back. Three pages back. It starts with an E. Roll up in the chat. Quite a ways. Yeah. I'm looking at where I wrote it down, but I was pretty intoxicated here. It's <laughs> when me and you are talking about strategist. You're supposed to make the bird noise. Ah. No! Airheart? Captain Airheart said that? Yeah, that motherfucker said that. Him and his friend. Um... That also started with an E. Just talking about it. A friend was right under his name. Yeah. I didn't find it in the chat. I found it in my notes again. Oh. Hans? Was it Hans? Yeah. yeah. That guy. Wow. What? They had a boat. And they were being rude. <laughs> And they said those things. Okay, I got a... This is a lot. I need to talk to the Elder about this. This is... Oh. your hearts his father. <laughs> Plot twist. Oh, the, uh... There's an Elder, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the same Elder Dick. Does he have, does he have a name? <laughs> uh, he, yes. Possibly a tail. <laughs> He'll glance down at his own tail. Yes and no. Okay. He's not the same as me. He's a. He's a, he's a higher order. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely go talk to him. And you tell him that we helped. Actually, I don't even know who you guys really are. I know that you arrested me, saved me, both. 
Yeah. Who do I say did this? I, <laughs> so out of character here. I'm not sure I should give him a name here. Orcus, Porcus, Dorcus. Yeah, Orcus, Orcus, Dorcus. <laughs> what? Yeah. So just tell him Gurdon sent you. <laughs> oh, okay. And then Norm's going to ask you in common. I mean, did you just want to tell him your group name, or no? I don't know that I do want to tell him our group name. Oh, are you are you embarrassed by it now? Like, I thought you guys were like kind of. Oh, right, because of the the stuff and things. Yeah, right. Look, I was in the back of the room when that happened. I couldn't hear a whole lot. Yeah. It, uh, it didn't go swimmingly. Yeah. No, you're right. That was pretty terrible. I- yeah. Um, no. Gurdon and company. Gurdon and Co. Never right. open a restaurant like that because it will burn down. Well, maybe, definitely. But that's how the dessert comes. It's supposed to be on fire. <laughs> and also your drink. And, uh, and also your seat. It'd be like that sometimes. And it's like... um. Yakiniku, you just cook in front of you cook cook yourself. We just provide the meat. Oh, I guess in this case you are providing the meat and they are cooking yourself. Now I got stabbed. Fair. Root got partially cooked. She got her but drumstick I... cooked by the uh Grant Elder. I did. Poor root. Yep. Can you rub yourself in honey mustard and then huck? Ranch and run towards me. <laughs> I love chicken nuggies. Chicken chicken nuggets. I may be real gamey. <laughs> honey mustard and ranch, you say? No, no, no. In honey in uh honey barbecue. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, that's better. Honey barbecue with some just pour ranch all over your face. Just come running at me. <laughs> I've seen a video like that, and apparently so is Ethan. I was being Tongo. <laughs> Did you guys see that video? <laughs> oh, it was the um, beginning intro of Pornhub, and they would play it near, like, a group of some very young-looking minors all the way to, like, old men and to see their reaction. And so some people would be like, <laughs> Good times. Guess I should stop muting. Why would you mute it? I don't know. Stealth mode. But you have headphones. You have to yourself. You have a Bose sound bar. Oh my god, could you imagine that? Hey, that's weird. I can't hear anything. Open the door and it's just blasting through the sound bar. There. Oh, good. Whoops. I'm <laughs> working from home the rest of the week. Whoopsie. Oh, all right. Accidental porn aside. <laughs> oh, accidentally streaming your porn to the sound bar is tight. If it can smart uh, cast, whatever. Sure. That would be more convenient because that's the biggest screen. It's the best speaker. 
There's a couch. There's paper towels right behind you. <laughs> they do have games over there. That's so. That's a sacred space. Oh, my bad. If PS5 is there, what happens if you don't? Fuck Could you imagine? Right. <laughs> Some sort of like catastrophic spray effect ruins the PS5. That is not worth the risk. True. I just bought you another controller. They're yes. cheap. They're fine. All right. You can also just aim it somewhere down. Yes, but aim the, down. Where's the fun in that? You're coming. It's. I don't need to think about point and shoot. And or go higher <laughs> and put it on the kitchen table. <laughs> No, I'd eat there. <laughs> Fine. Oh, man, I wonder if I'm going to edit any of this. Riot and I are trying to work out, like, the logic and the angles with that one of, like... Well, it would depend on how powerful <laughs> your muscles at that point, how backed up you'd be, you know, if it's just going to be like a, oh, it's the third today's or if it's, like, been a month... Oh, uh, the old three a day. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. What did you think about what just happened? I can assure you that more crazy, hilarious, random fuckery will go down in our next episode. You can watch us live on twitch.tv forward slash happy boom dnd every other Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, depending on how many squirrels there are and how many times we can't stay focused, which is a lot. We also have recorded podcast episodes. If you go to linktr.ee forward slash whiskey in the stream, if you're on Apple or Google Podcasts, you can look up whiskey in the stream by Happy Boom Gaming. We're also on Facebook at whiskey in the stream. Twitter at Happy Boom DM, Instagram at Whiskey in the Stream, and also on TikTok at Whiskey in the Stream. So if you can keep your wits about you while we're all having our adventures in this story, then tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.